Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. <laughs> so all of this goes back to hoodoo. And all of yeah. this goes back to in the book, starting to look at shifting. If you can shift your thoughts from one book called the Bible and take away that fear, take away that pain, take away that trauma, take away that power and control and say, it no longer has control over me. I have control over it. Then you start saying, oh, now I'm going to have control over my job. Oh, now I'm going to have control over my finances. Oh, now I'm going to have control over my relationship. Oh, now I'm going to have control over my yoga practice. Oh, now everyone's going to see the full me every time I leave my house and they are going to love it. Welcome to the Magic Hours podcast, the podcast where we discuss art, pop culture and spirituality. I'm your host, Zoe Flowers, and I am so glad you're here. Let's get into the show. Welcome, welcome back to the Magic Hours. I am Zoe Flowers, and today I have the absolute pleasure of having that hoodoo lady on the line. I got the hoodoo lady on the line. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> we made it happen. We are connecting. We made it happen. Oh my God, it's the first day of Leo season. Wow. That's why we that's why it had to happen today. Yeah. On 72222. On 72222. On the portal. The portal's Come open. On. The portal's Come open. On. The portal is open. The portal is open. <laughs> the portal is open. Okay, folks. Well, you all are definitely in for a treat. Some knowledge, some wisdom, some understanding. You're going to get it tonight. And you're going to get it from the Hoodoo Lady. So, Sherry Schoen, a.k.a. That Hoodoo Lady, is a black lesbian hoodoo worker with years of experience helping clients receive deliverance using hoodoo rituals, products, readings, clearing, and classes. She has presented her knowledge of hoodoo in various media, as well through classes and events across the U.S. Shone is also the author of Hoodoo Guide to the Bible. Super excited for that. And I believe you have a new book out, do you not? My next book, book two, is Hoodoo for Everyone, Modern Approaches to Magic, Conjure, Root Work, and Liberation, y'all. This was a blessing. This is being published by Penguin Random House North Atlantic Books. The release date is August 23rd of 2022. Oh my the God. audio book is coming out. August 22nd of 2022. Okay, so a month a month from now. Month. A month from now, you a all will have this book in your hot little hand. Exactly one month, and yes. I know. I'll, oh, I will be getting mine as well. And I see that you um, got your sh a shout out here from Granddaughter Crow. Amazing. Yes, Amazing. yes. So Hoodoo for Everyone is a beginner's guide to an inclusive hoodoo practice, history, spell work, folklore, and herbs. So we're going to just go ahead and get into this conversation. Low-key, we've already been talking for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big talker. I can't I help it. I am too. I am too. I am too. So let's just start with who you are in the world. All right. All right. So I am, let's see, I go by that hoodoo lady 
Sherry Schoen because that was gifted to me by ancestor to separate me from my muggle world, professional world. I have my master's degree in business storage area networking and IT. I have my certifications in stuff. I do governance and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and management and la, 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 la. I do all of that over there. In addition to that, with Sherry Schoen, I was the co-presenter and one of the um, creators of Metaphysics with a Twist in Colorado. Mm. I was also one of the um, leaders that brought TarotCon to Denver, Colorado from London. Um, I was also one of the co meeting facilitators for Denver Tarot Meetup, which was one of the largest tarot meetups, thousands of members in Colorado. And I decided to move from tarot into hoodoo after I started to hear from spirit, you got something else going. You have something else to do. And I said, but I'm real comfortable. I'm really happy we're giving events. I got to speak in front of Mary Greer, why, why would I want to do anything else? I got to see Lisa De La Cor I got to do so much stuff. Why? I, I got to have a good time. And they said, no, you're about to do something else. And we need you to back away and go back to your roots. And I think there's a time when hmm. I said that. And I said, well, when I have that, what does that really mean for me as Sherry Schoen? And they said it means a rebirth. It means a death to tarot, Sherry Schoen. And it means rebirth is that hoodoo lady. And mm. I started working with granddaughter Crow, who was my book doula. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to think about writing a book. And she said, yeah, you're going to get that book out before 2019. And I said, you know what? And Halloween of 2019 I birthed the hoodoo guide to the Bible I've always been as a Christian witch interested in how can I bring my knowledge of Bible theology religion spirituality metaphysics into a place where it no longer hurts me and if it no longer hurts me, how do I spread that so it no longer hurts other people? Uh -huh. And that's my whole goal. I think that's why I'm here on this earth, is to continue uh -huh. to remind people that the very thing that they tried to hold us down with, with the Bible of pushing it down to hold us down, we can now take and help it to liberate us. Yeah. And I think that it, you know, it's funny because I always was very connected to the Bible from a super young age. And my, 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 you know, my parents aren't particularly religious, even though my father grew up in Catholic school. Mm, um, so you got really, really taught the real world. But he was not religious at all. Mm. I mean, I guess in his own way, in the way that, you know, people are spiritual, yeah. but not, but not like he never went to church and things like that. Cause I think he got enough of that as like a young kid yeah, um, in Jamaica, in the Jamaican, you know, with nuns and things like that. In Jamaica, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I know he got spanked a lot. He said. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of pain equals yeah. um, obedience. Yeah. Right. And so, but for me, I came like I just loved the atmosphere, like the yes. feeling of it, and even the lessons until I got to be like a certain age. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, ooh, something's not right. Like. Rah, rah, rah. But I didn't have access to the spiritual, the metaphysical world. So church was like the closest that I mm -hmm. could get to for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. So um, I totally resonate with that pain and that cognitive dissonance for people. And I think that hoodoo is so amazing because it actually shows you how to use the Bible in a different way. Absolutely. So, as a book of spells, as a you know, as a book of, you know, incantations and things like that. So, I would love to hear your hoodoo walk, or really anything you want to talk about, because you said you had a lot to talk about. So, I have I have so much to talk about. I have a list. Okay. So, I want to start with what is. So, I live in Oregon, um, and for those of us that don't want to go to the Pacific Northwest and never want to go to Oregon, I get it. Um, I I was not born, raised here. I moved here as a result of my guide. Um, I talk about my father, the imperfect hero in book two, um, Hoodoo for Everyone. And he asked me to move. He told me to pack up everything and move. And I did with my family's blessing and with my family's support. We all moved. We all moved. But um, as someone who doesn't I've, I've always had the ability to kind of listen to what my spirits have said even as a little kid there's a story that I have in book two that talks about when I was little I remember uh, me missing the bus I was always missing late things I was always the I was the uh, I'm the youngest of three my my brother and sister would just leave. We would have to be on the bus. We were poor. We had to be on the bus all the time. I lost my bus pass. I lost my bus token. Back then, I don't think we even had passes. I think we just had money. And I, I lost my money because I was always losing things. And I had to walk home because my brother and sister said, forget it. We're going on the bus. You can walk home. And I was little. I think I was maybe eight or nine. And there was a car that came up to me and slowed down and said, I'll take you home. And as I reached for the door, I saw a room. It was a small room with a lock on it. And I heard me crying. And I smelled mold and icky food and darkness and dampness. And I didn't know anything other than I'm not supposed to get in this car. So I said, my mom's going to get me if I don't come home right now. And I ran. <laughs> And I ran home, but I didn't know what that was. I always asked my grand grand, who's also in book one and also book two, my great grandmother. I always asked her, why do I feel this? Why do I touch things? And I see what's in them. That's mm. how I would describe it. I would see what's in them. Mm. I touch somebody and I see what's in them. Mm -hmm. I touch this book and I see what's in it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I watch a movie and I see what's in it. And she always had this thing called the pink ladies quilt. And I talk about that in my book. The pink ladies quilt is this 
quilt that my grandmother and great grandmother made a long, long time ago. I'm sure it's so many dozens of years old. It has to be at least 50, 60 years old. And um, it's a motif of a lady that you can't see her face. And she has a pink dress on and a pink hat. And whenever I would have these visions, these ideas, these dreams of scary, frightening things, like the Charles Manson murders, things like that, um, she would lay me down underneath that quilt. And then she would pray and put some oil on my head. And then she would say, you're going to go to bed now. There is nothing for you to fear. I'd be like, but grand, grand, grand. And then I would wake up and I'd be fine. Wow. So I've always had this kind of woo-woo lifestyle that they used to give me under the guise of this was the anointing of Christ. This was the anointing of God. This is what you were supposed to do until I came out as lesbian, until I decided I need to actually do my work for something other than the church. Then, of course, it was evil and misunderstood and don't you dare. Um, but I've always had that ability and the books that I have are to help, hopefully, people see through my experiences, their own experiences, and resonate that, wait, if Sherry can do all this, I know I can do all this. Mm -hmm. There's one thing that I recognize with Hoodoo, which is intention, faith, and direction. Mm -hmm. And to me, those are the three things you need. If you're mm -hmm. going to practice Hoodoo, these are the tools, intention, faith, and direction. Now, is that all you need? To, no, no. There's a whole thing behind it. But those are the three things. There's no, you know, as part of um, Missing Witches has the anti-capitalist book that's coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's part of that notion of our ancestors had nothing. They had intention, fear, intention faith, and direction. Right. They didn't have a, a bookstore to go get the latest spells. Right. They had the Bible, they had right. the creek, they had fire, right. they had the breath in their lungs, and they had the faith in their heart. That's all they had. Right. Even when they got sold into slavery, they had not, some have folklore that says maybe they got to have grains of black rice in their hair and their braids just so they could bring some parts of home. That's it. Right. That's it. So when I say that you don't need anything else for hoodoo, I really mean it. I don't want you to subscribe to the belief of, man, I got to go buy this crystal. I got to buy this thing for some scrying. I got to buy some deck of cards. And then I'm going to have to buy some Florida water. And then I can be a hoodoo practitioner. No, no. I, I want you to first recognize that you are practicing a belief system and a oral tradition that started in pain and trauma and enslavement and if you as any other person in walk of life can respect and acknowledge and not appropriate and not try to eradicate that then welcome welcome and i love that and so when do you think that you started on so you said your family introduced you under Christianity to this woo-woo. And I, I, I know the struggle of going back and forth. I wonder when you said yes to hoodoo or to a deeper dive into the woo-woo lifestyle. It took my mom dying. 
before I was okay. Really? My mom, um, my mom was such an integral part of my lifestyle that she helped me, helped guide me in her own Virgo way out of relationships, out of mm. careers. Out of <laughs> if she said, that's not for you, that was it. I would want things and it, hearing my mom say something to me was almost the same as hearing God say something. So when she, before she died, I had lots of, I would spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on my hair and makeup to look a certain way. I went to the college that she said was respectful enough for me to go to so that I would have careers that she felt I deserved. I would date the people that she said were appropriate to date. Maybe some other people that are listening in here, they have the same experience, right? Where you have that one person in your life that says, this is how you're going to be. And you, you believe that and you live that. Mm -hmm. Even though I was a child of a family of three brothers, a brother and sister and me, she always let me know that in her mind, her energy was going to be focused on me. Mm. Laser focused on me. You are mm. your race, gender, and culture. Mm. That's who you are when you leave the house. So if I wanted to go one day and not have my braids right, remember your race, culture, and gender. What are you doing? Mm. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Um, so when she died... When I was 36, I said, it was almost like I had shingles fall off of my roof, my life roof. If anyone else has experienced that, where you have that pivotal moment of time where all of the shingles fall down from your roof and you go, ooh, there's a sky above this. Mm. And I could start to see what my dad had for me because he passed away when I was 16 and he could now talk to me. His communication was now clear. And he said, there's another life for you, actually. You can hear me now. You can hear me now. I can hear you, Dad. Now, what do you want me to do? You've lived for your mom for 36 years. Can I have the other half? Can I have the rest? And I said, yes. And that's what got me really into hoodoo. Because his family's back in Texas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, you know, they had, they had the ugly food. They had cornbread and sauces and gravies that I didn't know what was in it, but it was good. <laughs> they had stuff. We had stuff on China and in cups where you wow. sip. That was my mom. You sipped and you put your pinky up. And you had a hat and you wore stockings when you went to Walgreens and Woolworths. That was my life. When my, when my dad started to speak to me, he said, you're going to go outside one day with your hair in an afro. No, dad. <laughs> you're not going to wear lipstick sometimes if you don't want. No, dad, please, please. Yeah. Wow. Those are the difference. This is how this is how much I was attuned to. Remember how you were talking about your father and pain and how you were enduring. He was enduring pain in the Catholic school because that's what they did, right? Yeah, yeah. 
my sister and I, my, my, my big sister, she's five years older than me. And, um, she's probably my biggest supporter when I was, um, low on cash. And I said, I need another set of a hundred books for book one to sell back to a store. She was like, I got it. Just wrote a check. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so that's, that's my sister, but my sister and I were talking yesterday about my ability to, um, engage in pain and think that pain is mine. So when we were little, she was riding on a bike with me and taking me somewhere and just pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. And I was on the back just doing my little sister thing, but I was crying and she was struggling, just pushing so hard to get up this hill. And she was like, it should not be this hard to pedal. My foot was in the spokes. I said nothing. I just cried. I just sat in the back and cried. Why did she was like, why didn't you tell? Oh my God. My job was to sit there and be quiet and take it. Wow. You know, I have this line in the poem, in my poem, in praise of the witch. And it says, we lick wounds and swallow sorrows. And at that time, I didn't know where, of course, where that came from. And now as you're talking, I'm thinking about that, taking in other people's sorrows or swallowing our own, stuffing it down and all of that. Do you feel like that is or an, an energetic or an ancestor thing? Do you feel like it's something that you are, that you lean into now or something that you close the door on? I'd love to hear where you're at with that. I think that anytime we're in a, we are birthed into a position of we are being enslaved or pushed down by some kind of system. Yeah we are told that we are not enough yeah. and that we are to swallow that pain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so universal. Mm -hmm. But I hear that it's mostly unspoken amongst those that are BIPOC mm -hmm. that are not what some would call gender conforming, mm -hmm. what some would call you don't look like everyone else. Mm -hmm. You are, your body is not as able as others. Anytime you have that, I feel that we are blessed with that spirit of, I need to take on this empathic pain as a show of my strength. Mm. And as a mm. healer, some of the things that I find for people that are reaching out to Hoodoo, to be honest, are those people that were either subjugated by or part of the colonizers of the enslaved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That want to work their way out of that pain yeah. through guilt or whatever yeah. by reaching out and trying to reach to that culture that they hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. I'm of mixed race blood, because I don't know of many of us that are pure anything. Mm -hmm. I feel that spiritually 
we then have that same peace. We can't help it. It's in our blood. Mm. Where we are part of the colonizer and the enslaved, all in the same body. And we wonder why we're confused. Mm. I know for me, I was talking with somebody about this yesterday. I'm constantly in the space of like removing that white critic <laughs> from yes. my mind. Yes. We, it's the, it's the stew that we were cooked in, literally, yes. in some place, you know, like in utero sometimes. In utero. We so, were we're told from the beginning, especially as women, yeah. as a black girl, as a little black girl, I was told yeah. that I was fast or whatever from birth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Watch yourself. Mm -hmm. What? Watch yourself. Don't get too cute. Don't get too fast. Don't show your ass. Don't do this mm -hmm. and that and this and that and this and that. Mm -hmm. Don't be who you are. Mm -hmm. Because who you are is dirty or nasty or has... You know, don't ever admit that you have any kind of sexual inclination at all for any kind of mm -hmm. sex, mm -hmm. any kind of sex, because that's nasty. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't have a spirit of wanting to be more and being financially successful. Mm -hmm. That's for your husband to be. What if I don't have a husband or any man or any man? Oh, that's not. Mm -mm. Then you're going to be dikey and we don't want that either. Um <laughs> It's you're supposed to be, you're not feminine. If you wear a suit and tie, um, if you decide to get into any kind of non-traditional career, mm -hmm. if you decide to become a sports athletic, if you decide to become an athlete, um, when I think of what's happening to Brittany Griner mm -hmm. and how people feel so free to punish her. And say that she deserves everything. And whether she does or not. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting that we have people that are fleeing a country for all kinds of things from Ukraine. And I do not hear them saying they asked for it. They should have known better. But mm -hmm. one person, one basketball player that absolutely tried to go to Russia just to be able to play anyway. Because you're not going to make money here. That makes a mistake. We demonize her. Redeemonizer. We're again saying that is our birthright is to take on the pain and be able to take it. We're the strong black woman. Yeah. That's that what is. our that's what we're that's what who we are, right? And well, if we cry, yeah. Right? We're being weak. We're being um emotional. We are being um, angry. Some of the time I've even seen where our tears are seen as angry tears. Mm -hmm. Why not just as precious as just crying? Just just sad. And I, I, I do, it, especially as, as I continue to dive deeper and deeper into the Bible, because there's a lot of colonization and enslavement in the Bible that's deep-rooted yeah. in the author's. Yeah that wrote it. Yes. Yeah. Right. That said, you are a Syrian, you are a dark person, you are a light person, you are whatever. Your yeah. whole existence is to serve someone else. And where do you learn that? You learn that from serving God, 
So therefore, you learn to serve. You are not here to do anything else but serve. And I think that's why, well, serve God who's a man, right? In yes. And, so, and a lot of people say a white man. Yes. A white man, of course. I mean, that's a given, right? I mean, we know. I mean, that's a that's How can you think, well, <laughs> you know, woolly hair. I don't know where he gets that woolly hair from. But. Right. But I think that's the... But I think that's the, um, well, first I want to say that's why I'm, the, the first part I want to say is I'm glad that so many younger and even older women, like, are taking off the cape, like, I am not strong. Like, I said to one of my friends yesterday, you know, and I was talking with another sister this week who people are like, oh, you're always so busy. And we both are like, you know what, we don't want that to be our Thing, like that we're just out here in the world. No, we're looking for spaciousness. We are actually leaning into spaciousness. We're actually leaning into joy. We are actually not out here for struggle anymore. Like, And I'm so glad that so many Black women are doing that. Because if we keep lining up for it, and sometimes we're not even lining up for it. It's just like, oh, you can take it. Oh, you can take it. Yeah, you can take it. You can take it. You can lift that. Yeah. You, you can. Know. Yeah. So you were also an inspiration because you're teaching people to do in your yoga practice. Have you noticed what an anomaly it is for you to be in your body and people look and go, she's comfortable in her body to actually be limber and stretch. I haven't heard that, but thank you because, wow, that's interesting. Because How many athletes of ours are not for entertainment? You're an athlete for yourself, proudly for yourself. Okay, proudly for yourself, right? Yeah. And you are so free to not have the label of strong black woman that you yourself are saying, I am flexible, even in physical and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, that's so interesting because now I'm starting to feel a little bit more flexible. So thank you for seeing that because I used to practice. I used to have a pretty intense practice when I lived in Atlanta and then I moved away from it. And a lot of it was because of the racism that I experienced in yeah. a lot of the spaces, because this was in, 90, in the 90s and then 2000. And so I pretty much was always like the fly in the butter, usually. And so yeah. there was a yeah. lot. And I also find this, I'd love to hear from you on this too. I also find that same attitude in like metaphysical stores yes. and things like that. Yes. And it's like shock. I don't know why I'm shocked. But it's like, it's you know shocking. This right, you know this is ours. Like, you know this know is you... ours. Have you noticed that typically, if you're in a medical physical store and you do see anyone of color, they are usually the ones that are carrying the books to the stock room. Oh, I don't even see people working in these spaces. Oh, oh yeah, no, I used to see that all right? the time. They're the ones oh, carrying no. the stock room. They're the ones. Um, that are kind of in front, but not really. Mm-mm. They're hidden. Um, if they're there at all. If they're there at all. Um, I think I was one of few that was actually a reader in a very successful 
bookstore, but in other metaphysical shops, I would yeah. go and they would pretend like my name was Boo Boo. They didn't know me. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, do you know who I am? Yeah. That's so funny. Have you Googled? Have you seen me? Have you? Do you know? No, it's a whole different. There's a a whole thing. thing. It's a whole different. So I I stopped. Plus, I just went ham in my early practice. So I kind of messed up my back because I would do a lot of things. So now I'm like redoing it, and it's like, oh, girl, you you're tight here. Ooh, you you need. But I'm but I'm starting to feel that flexibility. So yes. That. And I and I yes. also know the importance of people seeing us doing this practice. And it's interesting now because it's like almost everywhere I look, my the people closest to me, like one of my friends, she's getting ready to go away to yoga teacher training um, next week. She's going to Guatemala. I'm going to Costa Rica at the end of the year. One of my other sister friends just came back from Costa Rica yoga teacher training. Yes. I have a friend who's Albanian. She didn't go on through yoga teacher training. I have a from Mexico. They didn't been to yoga teacher training. I'm like, I'm so happy because I remember how pale it was before in those spaces. Yes. And the other reason why I stopped too was I never even saw like, you know, South Asian people or no. East Asian people. Teaching. Even though it started as an asian tradition and religion right yeah and so so i for a while when i was in atlanta i was like i'm not teaching i'm not taking any more of these classes if it's not a person of color or like and i never i never saw it i never wow even in atlanta no for 13 years for 13 years and then i moved to california and my practice just really started to just fizzle out I, and you know, have you noticed that when spirit, okay, have your experience been when spirit wants you to do something, is it a struggle or does it just open up? It depends. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I can be very stubborn and rebellious. So it depends on what it is. So for example, when I lived in Atlanta, I used to get readings all the time and they would be like, your friends are not your friends. People are jealous of you, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, me? No, I don't believe in jealousy. There's only one power in the universe. This is just an illusion. Da, 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 da. And then finally, I moved to New York. And it was like the more I started getting into like, I started to like realize or see things just a little bit differently. Yeah. And then I started yeah. to like let people go. So, so things like that, I would be... A little rebellious on other things they say move on something i move yeah yeah and then it's like things open up yeah. so I, so it really depends it depends and i think that's a good healthy balance because when we as practitioners and healers we're still people and we still make mistakes and we still battle the same thing when i open yeah. up a bible do i still have that inner voice that kind of says you know the authors of this book really hated you right <laughs> I know. To this day, I um I I have a review of the Hoodoo Guide where someone was very upset that in the first few pages I said that the writers of Genesis were were black. Mm. Mm. How dare you? You don't know what you're saying. They were Greek. <laughs> 
somebody too was just telling me that they got into an argument with somebody because um, who was the writer that's um, black? Pushkin? Yeah, Pushkin. And she did a whole thing on Pushkin. I cannot I remember who that was that I was talking to. Oh, I know who it was. Okay. So it's a spiritual colleague of mine and they have a YouTube channel and they did this whole series and they said they still get comments from people they on still. YouTube like that that Pushkin is not. Oh yeah, they still they still do not believe the black Madonna is black. They don't believe <laughs> who my father, my Leo father, when him and to London and they went into the space and he saw the picture where he they went in and saw the you know the image of the black Madonna and they said don't take pictures of course my father went in there and took photos of course he did and of course he did his camera from him yeah and they're like no she wasn't black it's the smoke from all of the candles and yeah. the spiritual incense yeah so just her I never got covered that. in this foot, but everybody else is pure and white. Yeah, that I never heard. I didn't hear the reason it was because of the ash or the soot. It was the ashes, and that is why in um, Song of Solomon, when there is. Look homely, do not look homely on me, for I am black. I am dark. Mm -hmm. And people say, no, 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 that was his heart. That wasn't his skin. That wasn't his race. That somebody argued with, because <laughs> I have that in my book. I have the verse that says, the passage that says, this is proof yeah. that if we all came, if we can all agree that we all came from Africa, right. we all believe in mitochondrial Eve. We all believe that the First Nation all came from Africa and expanded through the rest of the world, that we were all one world that actually built, broke up as the oceans created the crevices. We agree that that happened. Then where did Adam and Eve come from? Oh, well, they must have been from somewhere in Africa. Oh, they were from South Africa, like where... Um, what's her name? Not Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I think it is uh, where she came from. That's where, that's where she came from. She, she started here. And that's why when you give birth of a multi-race child, you can never have a multi-race child actually come out and be a hundred percent white, but you can have a multi-racial child that looks 100% black. Right. Right? Because we, our genes are dominant. Right. Because we began civilization. Right. And if we can agree on that, then the authors of the Bible were black? Because <laughs> they started at all. Yeah. If we want mm -hmm. to agree that all of this started around the same time, then that means that, yeah, there's a very big chance that those people that wrote things from that part of America, that part of the country, not America, that part of the world was yeah. actually looked like us. Yeah. Yeah. And why now, would it matter? Well, now, wait a second. So since you brought up the Bible, 
Okay. What about that part in it's it's what about that part in um, Exodus mm-hmm. where they talk lightly about aliens? You know what I'm talking about? So in the lost the book blood. of the Bible, yes, uh-huh. there's aliens, there's dragons, there's um, there's so many other lost books of the Bible that are not apocrypha, that are not canonical. And so I'm I'm surprised they even kept that in Exodus because <laughs> where it says they, remember where it's like after the flood I and and it says and then they came and then they, and they left. came and they and left. Like, who they? Who's who they? they? Who right. They is. Who they is. And the and some people would say to to sport that and to say oh no 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 what happens is the bible has been um revised 50,000 times and it's just an interpretation mm-hmm. no it's not no it's not no it's not because if you believe that you can't also believe that in those 50,000 revisions that we didn't sneak in homophobia we didn't sneak in gender as a construct mm-hmm. We didn't sneak in enslavement as a system. In those revisions, the things that were meant to stay, stayed. They was meant to stay. I see what you're saying. Joseph and the America and the dream coat was meant to stay to be able to show us that people that identify as something other than that gender construct are actually beloved in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. People that are looked down upon and frowned upon, like the story of Jesus, actually inherit the kingdom. And people that get all of the wealth are actually pushed down into a hell. But of course, there's a lot of, oh, we don't want to see that part of the Bible. We want you guys to believe that you're, you're meant here to serve us. You're here, you're here to serve. So anyway, well, I guess we got to change the subject because it was too hot for TV. Clearly. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Clearly. Yeah. Too hot for television. Dad. Dad, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Norbit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it was sick. It might have been my computer. I'm telling you, and it's funny, have you noticed that when you're, even when you're doing, because you do virtual readings too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you, have you noticed that even in your virtual readings, if things start to get a little hot? Yeah. The electronics will fail and you'll just be like, well, I guess so. Oh yeah. But even if I'm on, um, if I'm on a call and it's like, we start talking about something or, or the person I'm on the phone with, if they start going in a direction that is like not what I'm supposed to be hearing or something like that, or if I get too hot, like if I get too animated and I start going off or something, it'll be like, no. It'll be no. like, no. No. Okay. Now let's, let's circle back into okay. what we were talking about being on the shoulders of. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Okay, so we've been here roughly 400-something years, right? So that's Mm -hmm. roughly, if we consider each generation maybe has an average of a 50-year lifespan, then that's what, maybe six generations? Mm -hmm. 
maybe seven generations ago that's brought us here. When we think about seven generations from now, metaphysically, oh yeah. Whoa. What they'll be so do. I was doing a reading for um, Light of Nature's meetup a couple of months ago, and I've never done this before, where I was asked by Spirit to give a forward look. Oh. And we did a guided meditation back. Okay. I've done those plenty of time. Okay. But I got asked by Spirit to do a guided meditation, One Life Forward. Okay. One Life? And One Life Forward. Okay. Just one. Okay. And she saw that she physically was not here anymore. She was in a different plane of state, of existence. I see. And so then I'm thinking, okay. So then for those of us that are in metaphysical world and we're doing readings and we're doing healings and we're teaching each other how to be present and meditative and we have healing through herbs and everything else, six or seven generations from now, mm -hmm. if we understand that the alien that people relate to or talk about or don't want to talk about in the Bible because they're afraid, it's fear, it's false evidence that appears real. Uh-huh. We will have a greater connection to them. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. And at that point, we hopefully to me will have no need for exactly what we do now. Because everyone will start at birth knowing their connection to spirit. That's the hope, right? If we're where we're at and we're just babies in this. We're just babies. I mean, even if you look at computers and the way yes. that generations behind us just instantly come in and they just like know how to do da -da 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 yes. on the computers or in the phones, it's already like in them. So yes. we will continue to do. And the people that yes. will be inspired who are younger just from watching us, what they're going to do. And those who either, you know, bring children in naturally or whatever, however people get children, who knows? <laughs> right? Right, right. And, and teach them what their children are going to do. And just like you said, in seven forward, they're not even, it's going to be different. Again, they're going to look, even, you know, they're going to look at us and just be like, oh my gosh, they had to worry about that. Right. Wait, she had, had to, that. she was afraid. They had fear back then. They had, they had fear. To, they, they had to go to class to learn how to manifest. Wait a minute. They, they had to just right. like think and it appeared. Right. That's that's what that's who we came from. Yeah. Right. They right. they had lifespans where they had lifetime after lifetime where they battled themselves with fear and mm -hmm. lack of knowledge mm -hmm. of the spiritual realm. And they had generations of generations that believed that this book written by imperfect people mm -hmm. wasn't full of myths. They believed it was real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it makes me think about like the dark ages, right? 
and how as civilization we have these periods and so I wonder if could this be considered a dark age? I think. Oh yes, the word. I don't know. We might have to change the word from dark age. Yeah, it's a different age. It's totally a different age because when I look at the um, when I when I read the energy of the room of yeah. the world, and I see everywhere for the majority for the most part we have a a dissected world of left right. Yeah. Wrong, right. We're right, you're wrong. No one has a place of balance of both. And that's been happening for centuries. Mm -hmm. Down, up, down, up, down, up. However, I'm sensing that in the room, we are now seeing where not only is there this chasm between us, but it's getting larger for people on the side of I don't believe in what you're saying and I also now want to make sure that you don't have the right to believe what you're saying mm -hmm. because of that fear because they're so afraid mm -hmm. of what happens when the pendulum swings back mm -hmm. of course and their whole, their whole lifestyle their whole way of life it's almost like when you, it's almost like when you, um, when you have an insect or something that's dying and you can physically see them struggle to live. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. Those old mentalities and fears and, and controlling mechanisms are being eliminated. The, I, I feel the whole Christianity structure is being disseminated and, and evacuated and they're in mourning yeah and yeah. so they're going and to fight good yeah they're gonna fight and that's what this is to me it's it's the last breath before it's dead yeah yeah i agree and it's also planetary right like we just had that huge well it's still happening the mars uranus conjunction with the north node and taurus and so it's it's like taurus is all about like what makes people feel safe and secure and all these things and these things are all being restructured these things are falling apart you know that's what uranus is supposed to do uranus is supposed to and you know and pluto destroy and we know mars you know mars is always ready for mars loves to make sure that everybody's messed up Mars is always ready to get down, but but Mars in the higher self is the warrior for good. You yeah, know, that's yeah. really Mars is the hero, right? It's just like when they when he gets dis misdirected, it gets a little off, yeah, right. So yeah, this is what is supposed to be happening. It's supposed to happen, and right I um I I also hope that seven generations from now we start to see ourselves in those galaxies mm -hmm. in those planetary systems mm -hmm. that we never could imagine ourselves seeing I, I was telling my wife that if we look at frame of reference and yes i had had an edible so it could be talking back then but Ooh, lucky you 
But I had told her that me going around the world mm -hmm. in my body, in my 51-year-old body, there's just as much chance of me going around the world as there is than me going to another planet. Okay. Say more. So when I think of impossibilities. Yes. And where my physical limitations are. Mm -hmm. I would love to go. I have this big love affair with Neptune. Okay. I would love to go to Neptune. Okay. I would love to go to the moon. I would love to go to Mars. I would okay. love to go a few galaxies outside of our galaxy. Okay. But the chances of that are yeah. just as small as me going around the world in this body. It's not going to happen. It's not. How do you know? I know. I don't agree. So, and I'm not talking about, you know, physically. I just, I just think that in my head, it makes just as much sense. And whether that's a physical limitation, I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I hope seven generations from now, yes, my offsprings, 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 whether it's blood or just familiar, yes. will not have that limitation. They will go, I want to go to the moon. Boom. I get it. I, I want to go see Neptune. Boom. I want to go to China. Boom. Mm -hmm. There will not be that physical limitation that's in this 51-year-old body that tells me mm -hmm. that that's a valid response. And to you and your body, you heard absolutely not sound a valid response. You rejected that. <laughs> As you should. I, I'm like, cancel and delete. Like, I don't even understand what you're talking about. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because and that's ooh, where I see the systems absolutely being destroyed, which is what yeah. it should do. Yeah. It should. When we are yeah. in a physical body or in a state that no longer serves us, we should be able to cancel and delete. Cancel and delete. Yeah. And the more people understand cancel and delete, then unfortunately, the more people that are on my side that say, oh my gosh, I'm never going to go to the moon. We have to exit. We can't exist in the same plane. Oh, and I mean I that with all love. I see what you're saying because the energy is shifting. So it's shifting and it's oh, not, you can't have both energies on the same planet. You can't. Well, you can, but it's going to be like it is now. And that's not where spirit wants. Spirit yeah. wants us to be on that. Who knows why we can't see those other galaxies. We were not meant in this lifetime to see those other galaxies, except mm -hmm. far away. Why is that? They're right. there. Right. They're there. Right. But we're just not there yet. Well, that's so interesting. Did you ever see What the Bleep? Yes. Okay, so that's like one of my favorite movies. I've probably seen it a hundred times, right? And so, so it reminds me of that part in What the Bleep where they were talking about when the ships showed up, but the people, the indigenous people couldn't see it because they didn't have a understanding. It wasn't they had no understanding. consciousness. 
Yes. But then once the shaman saw it, then everybody could see it. Then everyone saw it. Then everyone so saw it. It's the same with those galaxies. It's the same thing. We don't have yes. it in our consciousness right now. Yes. And that's, yes. so it's like, but that's our job as modern, you know, as spiritualists, et cetera, et cetera, to turn the lights on for people so that yeah. they can see possibility in things like that. So back in the driveway of, yeah, we are still at the point where we're cranking our car. In a certain, yes, absolutely. In a certain respect. Yeah, for sure. Universally. Yeah. Universally. We're still cranking our cars thinking if I could only get in that car when yeah. spirit is telling us, if you only knew what I had for you, baby. Yeah. So you don't have to crank. All you got to do is push a button. Who do? Okay. Who do answer that question? So, who do answers the question by saying, just like you did, intention, faith, and direction? Intention, my intention was, I want to go around the world. Mm -hmm. My faith said, you know, I can't. Your faith said, yeah, I can. Mm. And the direction was, delete, cancel, or mine was, I have to wait till I'm gone, but I know it's going to happen for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's who do. So, so the when, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So my question is around the direction. Is the mm -hmm. direction coming from our ancestors, our spirit guides? Where's the direction coming from? For people I'm asking through hoodoo for us to believe in our ancestor guide spirit deity mm -hmm. first, not unto our own understanding. Because I'll get it wrong every time. I will mm -hmm. get it wrong, absolutely wrong every time. So if mm -hmm. you are learning as a hoodoo practitioner, when I am told, pick up everything and move to Oregon, my direction is Oregon. My intention is to go to Oregon. My faith is that we are going to not be part of the houselessness population there because I'm going to get a job and everything else. And my faith leads me to that, which then in turn fulfills the exact intention that I put out. Mm -hmm. And do you feel when people think about hoodoo or voodoo and things like that, that they get caught up in the spells? What do you think? I think they get caught up in, I have to have a spell, a garment, my hair in a certain bun, my garment. I have to have this necklace. I have to burn this incense. I have to... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get so caught up in physical appearance, just like with my father, when he would tell me that I needed to shift my physical body to become worthy of being in a hoodoo body. Mm -hmm. I had to let go of all those physical appearances mm -hmm. and say, in this body that can talk to spirit just as easily as somebody who's dressed up in your finest finery. I don't need any of that. Yeah. When I need rent paid, when I want a mortgage, when I want that house, when I want that relationship, when I want that health, I have the intention, faith, and direction all within me to go out and get it. Mm -hmm. Because I am now asking those ancestors that I'm standing upon 
because they have broad shoulders and saying, you know what? I actually need this. It isn't a want. This is a need. And that is what hoodoo is for, for deliverance, for true deliverance, not for vanity, not for, you know, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars off of this on some reality show on. No, no. It is for when you are in dire straits and you need something reversed in your life and you now need to have that needle sharp, razor sharp focus to get it, to get yourself out of something you need to get out of. That's so interesting because I always say what I found from even before I was doing healing work, I had a friend who was doing healing work. Maybe she was doing Reiki. I don't know because she never told me what she, she was into. So, but one of the things I realized watching her and also myself, and then I, again, I find it in my own work is usually it's not until people are in the dire straits that they act. Yes. Listeners, Sherry's nodding. This <laughs> is you can't see us. So you find yes. that through with most people as well. And that is where, to me, you have that focus. And once you have that focus and you do it once yeah. and you connect, and you get on that call line, you know, what is the, what is the song by Drake? Oh. You used to call me on hotline the hotline bling. bling. Okay. Yeah. When you get on that hotline bling, <laughs> yeah. you have that communication that's so focused Yeah. that only you can talk at that wavelength. And you learn to do it once. Then your hulu practice is, okay, I'm going to get back there again. And I'm going to get back there again. And I'm going to get back there again until it's no longer a struggle. Until finally, my intention, faith, and direction is so quick that I can turn it on just like that push of that car. I don't have to crank. I don't have to get into a certain mindset and play a certain song and do everything else. No, no, no. I'm in the middle of a golf store and I'm saying, give me the right person to talk to me. That's right. And I know it's immediately going to happen. You're saying, I want this for myself. And you immediately know what's going to happen. You have no doubt. You had no doubt when I said, I'm not going to the end of the world. You said, no. You had every. You said, my faith says, I have every intention to go see everything in the world. <laughs> when you get to that point. Yeah. That's where you have your hoodoo working. Yeah. But when you still have that, I'm not there yet for certain yeah. things. That's yeah. okay. You're just going to still build that up. And that's why I think hoodoo is for now in the back of the driveway. That is mm -hmm. why hoodoo is for everyone. Because all of us need to build up our strength on where we can go with intention, faith, and direction. It might not happen for all of us at the same level, but it's going to happen. Yeah. We can't all live on the same plane. Yeah. And the planet not start to eject us. And yeah. the planet's ejecting us. Our mm. rent is due. And we've mm. been past due. Mm. <laughs> and it's saying, you know what? Um, I'm going to force an evacuation in 2020, 19, 2018, 2022. And it's getting serious. Mm. It's saying, you know what? Until you all know how to heal this climate by taking measures that are 
pushing climate change, I'm going to force the climate to come after you hmm. because I'm bigger than you. I'm bigger than your big diesel car that wants to burn all of the non-carbon friendly. I'm, I'm bigger than that now. I've been bigger than that. I've been here longer than you. This is not your earth. You think it's your earth. You think it's your galaxy. You are nothing compared to me. I am the universe. You're not. You're, you're this. So come with us. Or I'll let you try again. <laughs> you can come back seven generations from now when all of us know how to go from universe to universe to universe because maybe then you're caught up. <laughs> but until then, baby, you're not... You cranking. You cranking that car. Just, just crank it. And the rest of us going, girl, I remember when I was cranking that car too. But you go, yeah. you keep going. You keep going, girl. Yeah. One day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love this conversation. <laughs> so all of this goes back to hoodoo. And all of yeah. this goes back to, in the book, starting to look at shifting. If you can shift your thoughts from one book called the Bible. And take away that fear, take away that pain, take away that trauma, take away that power and control and say it no longer has control over me. I have control over it. Then you start saying, oh, now I'm going to have control over my job. Oh, now I'm going to have control over my finances. Oh, now I'm going to have control over my relationship. Oh, now I'm going to have control over my yoga practice. Oh, now everyone's going to see the full me every time I leave my house and they are going to love it. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's all about the law too, the law of assumption, changing the law of assumption. Like, oh, I, I assumed this one. I heard there's a this Candisa, and she's a metaphysical teacher, and she moved to Hawaii. She's doing her work from Hawaii, and I found her on YouTube, and um, she was talking about one of the laws, you know, the law of assumption, and how you assume one thing for so long, and then you change that assumption. And then you, you get a difference. So, so I've been like ruminating on that um, for like the past week since yeah. I heard her say yeah. that. And um, I think yeah. the only thing that's a little different with ours is because hoodoo came from that need, that sincere, yeah. deep, traumatic need of yeah. enslavement mm -hmm. where we no longer had any religion, any other mm -hmm. faith other than we knew we had to survive for just one more day, mm -hmm. just one more day. Do you think, because originally we did have religion, we did have our beliefs, but of course, after a while, they started to fade. Oh, some things, because some things can yeah. be traced yeah. back to Africa. I mean, some things that we do, they do over there. So, so they sure do. wasn't lost. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, I mean, I, I, I mean, this is a silly question, but I'm just thinking about what we infused from what we remembered mm. from Africa that we infused into the hoodoo practice. That's a great way to see that because I can see that. I can see where just like we have muscle memory, you were talking about how children come out of the womb now knowing what we know about computers. Yeah. To me, it would be the same rationale. Yeah. yeah. There's a psychological study that says that children now 
biologically and psychologically have greater dexterity, wider eye span, and the finger dexterity is yeah. more in children in the last 10 years that is built for a keyboard or for a phone than ever before. And we're building that into our children. Because if you look at the children's dexterity that are in tribal areas, yeah, they don't have that hand-eye coordination to be able to manipulate a phone like our children do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that nature wow. or nurture? Right? Wow. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense to me that it happens the same way that when we were told in our spirit and our blood lineage to mm -hmm. know what something is, mm -hmm. it's not out of us even seven generations later. No, absolutely not. Because I even think about, you know, I found, I like searched around so many different things, like so many of us. And then all of a sudden spirit was like talking to me and like putting things going to be like, Oh, get this cinnamon. Oh, get this salt. Yes. Oh, do this. Oh, grab the Bible and walk around the house. Like, right, right, things, right. And saying this, and I then years later, it's like there's this thing called hoodoo. Yes, like, wait a minute. What? Like, I've, I've been, been doing this my life in like pots and spirit, but like baths and like. All of a sudden, I would like start putting these things in the in the in the pot and bathing. And yes, like, feeling like a whole turkey. Like, and exactly. And I'm like, yeah. where is this coming from? Like, literally, where is this coming from? Getting these messages. When you when you have you noticed that when something traumatic or even like a breakup or even a a death period or any of that things happens, you have a need to do things like take a shower. Listen, during during the panorama, I mean, I know the panorama is still happening, but during the the first and second phase of the panorama, every night I was taking a shower. Every single night I had to take a shower. And I'm here, like, you know, I came to be with my mom during the panorama when I thought it was going to be like two months. And here I am still here, going between here and my apartment. But she'd be like, you taking a shower again? And I'm like, yes. Like every night I just had to. It just made me feel very at ease and just like. It, it, it does it. But um, one of the first spells slash lessons I give in hoodoo is washing your hands. Really? Before you touch my book. Before you touch a book that you find sacred, you wash your hands. Before you touch your body after a mourning period, you wash it. Mm -hmm. Before you expose your family to something, you wash your mm -hmm. body. If you were in a hospital, mm -hmm. before you even touched your children, touched mm -hmm. your mom, touched your dad, you would wash your body. Oh yeah, when I would go to, out to the grocery store out there, I'd like suit. You know, you know, hey, you had to suit up like war, honey. I had got to suit up. I went overboard. I went overboard, and, and then it's a minute. Like I'd be like taking stuff off at the front door, like come in the house, drop the in the shower, take a shower, and I and I encourage those that are listening to start thinking about what are they doing in their ritual that is perpetuating or encouraging the lifestyle they have. Uh-huh. 
I like that. Right. Because yeah. I know that when, wow. if I were to, if I were to go to someone that's a hoodoo practitioner. And the very first thing that I saw them do before we get started is to wash us both down. Mm-hmm. I would say, oh, we're ready to work. She's not playing. <laughs> when you come see me in a physical sense or in a virtual sense, and one of the first things that we do is I got my spray. <laughs> we are spraying before we're praying. We are spraying before we're, we are washing ourselves down first. You are reminding me. So when we did our first retreat in Ecuador in 2016, me and my co-maestra, Dr. G. Love, and we had this Mesa, well, it was a space, but we turned it into the Mesa Lodge. And before people could come in, all of a sudden, spirit was like, people need to go down to the ocean and they need to get a bowl of water. So I'm just like telling people, we need to go to the ocean, get water, get and put fresh flowers in it. And yes. just putting fresh flowers in it. And then I got essential oils and I'm just like pouring, like whatever. And I'm just putting in and we put it at the door. And then I was like, nobody can come in until everybody washes themselves. Absolutely. And that became our ritual. And then somebody was put in charge of like, you yes. Know, they stood there and then people would come in. And they make sure. Singing and I had music playing and then people would be like singing to it and we'd be like cleaning each other and then they could go into the temple. And then they could go in. And I was always and the last one to go in. Absolutely. Because sure you had to be, because you are a vessel, you had to make sure that was clean because you can't have it unclean touch you as a vessel. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody had to, I had to make sure everybody like, came in. Then Absolutely. In. Absolutely. But it was so, like you said, like spirit was just like, this is what me, it was not planned. And I don't even know. It had to be the first day. I don't think it was the first night. I can't remember. I just know that there was a shift. And then after that, every day people would be down at the ocean getting. Absolutely. Getting the and, the and that's digging into our roots too. Yeah. Yeah. All of this is so, and that's another reason why I feel that it's for everyone is because culturally, spiritually, universally, we are meant to follow a very serious sense of patterns Yes, to be at one with spirit. Yes, that's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. And the more we try to divide that and say, Oh, I'm sorry. You're I, I'm white. I don't you you don't get to talk to me because I'm white. So you you can only follow the white god. I'm black. You can only be part of hoodoo if you're part of the black thing. If you're the more we try to say that, the more spirit laughs and kind of says, you know what? If you respect me as spirit, and you understand that one day you too can jump galaxies, then you come on. But everybody else, until you know. I'm going to let you stay over on your side, but when you're ready, wash your hands and come in. Yeah. 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 I love that thing that you said about patterns. If you're going to connect to spirit and that's that discipline. It's that discipline. And the universe is so disciplined. And so it's making me think about your mom who was the Virgo. 
who is the Virgo, right? Because you know, in astrology, Virgo rules the sixth house, and it's about what you do every day. It's about wow. Yeah, Virgo rules the sixth house, and it's about everyday activities. It's about your habits. It's about, again, your daily activities. That is what Virgo rules. And the thing about it is that that sixth house also coincides with the 10th house, which is Capricorn. And Capricorn is all about your success in the world. Mm. Goals. Mm. And it's like right now, because Saturn is in retrograde and Saturn rules Capricorn, it's very important to get those fourth house things in order because you have to have your daily routines in order so that you can have that success, quote unquote, in the outer world, if that makes sense. Okay, that, yes, yes and yes. Right. And so there's this very interesting relationship between the sixth house and the 10th house. There's also a very interesting relationship with the seventh house, which is Libra, which rules relationships and the 10th house. So, cause it's like, you have to have those relationships together to also achieve what you want to achieve in the 10th house. So astrology just has these very interesting ways that connect Wow. Everyday living. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me. So another thing the spirit has been talking to me heavy about is the four building blocks of the universe. Okay. Hydrogen, mm -hmm. helium, oxygen, and carbon. Okay. We are all made up of all of those elements in the universe those are the one those are the four things that bind and bond us hmm. so when we as people are broken down into those things hydrogen helium oxygen and carbon and we think we're not connected to planet we're not connected to universe we're not connected to galaxy Whenever physicists go out, whenever astronauts go out and bring back things, they're made of four elements, mm -hmm. hydrogen, helium, oxygen, or carbon. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to me about astrology, is it also just a reminder that we are still all just spirit and those elements? I think so. And and we know that four in numerology is foundation. It's foundations. It's, it is our foundation. One of my favorite numbers. Four is like one of my favorite numbers. Three is my ultimate favorite, but four is my next favorite. Yeah, three is my number, but four. Four gets me. Four gets me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three I love, but four, yeah. I get hit with fours all the time. Oh, we. Three follows. Life lessons. Woo. Yeah, three follows but, me. Four is new. Yeah, I remember Neil deGrasse 
Tyson saying that the reason everyone argues so much is because they're just fighting to understand. And once they realize that we're nothing more than four elements, mm. once we start to know that, all of our limitations are going to back away. Because we are, well, and I feel like the metaphysics tells us that, right? They tell us that we're stardust and we're all these things and like stardust is found in ourselves and all these things. And it's just like, again, hoodoo. It's part of us back to that. Hoodoo can bring us back to that. Hoodoo can bring us back to that. And I think that maybe that's why universally we know to get ready to connect to spirit, we have to interject it with those elements. Yeah. Which is why we need ocean water, which is why we need chant to bring in that air, which is why we need to expel that through chant, which is carbon. Wow. Which is why we need the fire to be the gas. Wow. Wow. Okay, we just solved everything. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> and I didn't even have no edibles. I'm like, I ain't even had no edibles. You see why we don't? Yeah, we see why we when when people come. Oh, girl, what do you, do you ever practice hoodoo with? No, because my when I get caught in the spirit tunnel, it gives me everything I need. I couldn't do this on exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And now you're on the tunnel with me. We're in the tunnel. I'm excited. I'm happy to be in the tunnel with you. So I think that we should do a reading for the collective. Yes, please. Before we adjourn. I was so excited when I heard other guests' readings. And I said, oh, yes. I hope I get one, too. Of course. Of course. So, of course. Ooh. Ooh. I think we'll use these. So we can do... Well, you're the guest. So you can either do the reading for yourself or you can do it for the collective or we can do both. I want you to bless me. I am. (laughs) Let's go. I am right now just a student and learning and listening. Oh, my gosh. Right. Says the person who started TarotCon. Stop it. Girl, we had so much fun hosting that TarotCon. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know if that's like, is that that even happening anymore in the world i you know there's a that that's another when we see each other in person i'll tell you the real real um but i don't know whether it's happening anymore (laughs) but i will say that when it happened it was an amazing opportunity for those of us that participated it was it was absolutely mind boggling for me to be in front of who i always consider one of the queens of tarot mary greer and her to be in a class with me. And I ask everybody to bring out one tarot card and we'd all just opened our arms and spoke in angelic voices to that card. What year was this? Tarot Con Denver, it was 10 years ago. Okay. Let me see, it was 2015, so seven Ah. years ago. Okay, I got it, okay. Yep. And we had it in a beautiful space. Um, James Wanless was there. It. Okay. 
Carrie Paris was there. Ivy Chapman was there. Lisa DeSerquois was there. Lon Milo Duquette was there. So, and yeah, so that's why. Shaheen Lero was there. Tally Goodwin was there. Austin Kopic was there. Marcus Katz was there. Austin. Yes. It was the shit. It really was a mind blowing where I was in the room watching these people present and being one of the presenters and going, okay, let it just wash over me. Thank you, spirit. And you were there. Did you say you were there? You named all these other people. Right. And I was there. Right. And that was before, as my mom would say, I smelled my own draws. And I was like, you see all this? But <laughs> it was before that. And I was just kind of like, why am I here with them? Mm. And it was before I started hearing, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not you? Mm-hmm. Why not you? I get that. And I still, and I still, just like when we were talking about going around the world and you were like, shame for that. Yes, you are going around the world if you want it. Um, but those limiting, those limiting things are still things that they get me where I kind of yeah. limit my own, where I go, Ooh, not that. I, I want all of this, but I'm not worthy of that. I still have that same, just like everybody else. I get it. My cat just busts open the door. See? What you want? You, I mean, bust open the door. Said I'm. I'm about to get part of this too because I'm part of her. I'm hydrogen, helium, carbon. He's very spiritual. He his when he was a kitten, he burned his um, whiskers because he loved oh. to just get up on my altar and smell the flame. He says, he "I want all that inert gas. Right. I need all that." Yeah, he just. I don't care if I burn myself. Yeah. And who knows what kind of healer he was in his previous lifetime. <laughs> Bust the door open. He I'm said, boom. Yeah, I'm about to become that. part of this reading. Yeah, like, oh, we finna do readings? We finna, okay, we finna do that? Okay, so. Okay. Oh, you're laughing. He's looking like, oh, I'm finna come over here and get this. Reading. He is ready. He is ready. Okay, so I sprayed my stuff. Okay. Do you have sprayed my water? I'm getting myself cleaned, ready to go. I'm ready to hear from you. See, we're extra. extra. If everybody wants to know, yes, we did do our little clean dance to make sure we got got fans going. It's hot and it's and I'm in Oregon where it's a rainforest. Why is it hot? But it's hot. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever experienced heat in Oregon or Seattle. It's only ever been cool and comfortable. Oh yeah. When it when it becomes next week it's supposed to be in the nineties. And everything just withers, withers. My front yard starts to look yellow. It never looks yellow. It's lush green. My sage plant in the back is just crispy. I'm so mad. It's not supposed to be this way. It's not. Climate change is real. Yes, it is. One of my favorite t-shirts says, you know what happened the last time climate change naysayers messed with things? They got flooded. (laughs) It's true. We're not it's true. They got a flood. 
actually a fact. It's actually Mother Nature will take us out. She does not play. I have a friend in um, North Dakota, and I was telling her that Mother Gaia was really messing with us when it came to, you know, what we needed to have done to keep us all at home so that we could be ready. Yeah. And um, she was like, "Did is that a is that like a does she have a Twitter or Insta? I've heard of her." I said, no, Mother Nature. Like, like Mother, like who? Who are you saying? This is why they vote the way they do in North Dakota. I'm sorry. I mean, not that there probably isn't a Mother Nature Twitter and everything else, but we got it. All right. I'm sorry. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. So, the thing we want to do, like we always do, and you listen so you know the routine. So we go ahead and let the top lid fold over the bottom lid. Mm. Close your eyes fully, or you can just, you know, lower that top lid and turn the gaze inward, letting the shoulders drop, taking a deep breath in through the nose. Exhaling through the mouth. And when you're ready, say your name three times. Sherry Shone, Sherry Shone, Sherry Shone. And we just invite Sherry Shone's most enlightened ancestors and spirit guides into this conversation to provide them with the information, inspiration, and confirmation that they're looking for. Taking a deep breath in. Exhaling out. Silly flowers, silly flowers, silly flowers. And I invite my most enlightened ancestors and spirit guides into this conversation to provide us with the inspiration, confirmation, and information that we're looking for, total clarity. Okay, let's go. All right, so did you have a specific question or did you want to do Ooh. overall energy? I have been getting some messages from spirit. Okay. I will say because I know this is being recorded. I will say regarding continuity. Got it. Continuity and um, time frames. I'll, I'll put it that way. Continuity oh. and time frames. Oh, okay. Well, one moment. Well, let's do continuity first. And then, because I actually have cards that have the months of the year. Okay. So we can do that. All right, continuity first. So it's funny, I'm, yes, I'm being guided surprisingly to the African goddess rise, rising deck. Ooh, With regard okay. to continuity. Spirit, what do you have to say about continuity 
for Sherry Shanley. What do you have to say about continuity? So the first thing that's interesting I'm hearing is consistency. Yeah. Consistency is the first thing I'm hearing. I have Mama Lambo in reverse, self-sabotage. And I have, Medusa. I have Medusa Rage also in reverse. So I do read reversals. And this particular deck, when the reversals- Thank you for reading up, reversals. Yes. <laughs> I know that some people don't. But in this particular deck, it says when you get a reversal, they just, they look at it as something that you need to pay attention to. So sometimes okay. when it's a reversal, it's energy that is looking to, that's just waiting to come out. And um, here it is, upside down cards. In this deck, reversals or upside down cards are a highlight or accent, meaning that this is a message you need to focus on. So right off of the bat, I would say, so mm. I heard consistency and then Mama Lambo came out. Right. Yes. Yes. So, oh, it's interesting. I've never seen this card before. She's surrounded by serpents and she even looks like a serpent herself. So I'm really excited to read this because I feel like this is, it's also with it being in reverse. I feel like this is something that is fading away, right? Because of yeah. you know, the snake. And isn't it funny how we were talking about like um, the Bible and all these things. And then here is the serpent showing up and so it's like it's also about rebirth it's also about because you see that the snake skin is coming off of her so this mm -hmm, is actually mm -hmm. something that you're moving away from but a little bit more consistency i'm hearing around the schedule interesting all right yes yes man number 24 and so that is um six in numerology and six yeah. in numerology is all about family so i feel like also the more that you can shed like funny we were talking about things like how you had to fit certain things it's if there's any of that still in your mind about how you need to present how you need to be that those are things that you can let go even if there's like lingering worry about like am I supported are people really down for me and things like that those are things that need to be let go I'm going to read um, her actual thing because, again, I've never pulled her before. So because this is still a relatively new deck. OK, so she is from the Temple of Shadows. So each one of these, um, the goddesses, they represent certain areas. So mm -hmm. she represents the shadows and it says the shadows represent your greatest fears and the dark feminine with ominous creatures and monster goddesses of the African diaspora. The secret of the shadow self is that so-called monsters often have our greatest gifts. Their energies vibrate iridescent white. So they're actually connected to our highest chakra because also each one of these goddesses resonates to a chakra. So I do have a full moon here. So you might actually want to do some work, um, some shedding work. All right, all right. Full moon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so let's see. Our last full moon was in Capricorn. So our next full moon is going to be in Aquarius. So that is actually perfect. So okay. Aquarius is all about innovation. Aquarius is all about like, you know, like they're kind of like the you can't sit with us. I'm so different. Yes. I'm not like other girls. Uh -huh. of the Zodiac, right? And so it's yeah. you go ahead and separate yourself from this lingering self-sabotage way. But Aquarius, you know, also rules the internet. So hmm, you might also want to diversify some things around your work online. 
Okay. Because Aquarius rules the internet and the future. Mm. Yeah. So definitely some releasing things around self-sabotage. And then on the next new moon, <laughs> surprisingly, the next new moon. So you could do the new moon next week. Can she do the No, she should do the Virgo. So do the Virgo new moon because you're linked. Do the Virgo? Okay. Yeah. So during Virgo season, because that's when the next new moon is going to be after next week. Ooh, my dog was, he was, he was mad about it. Okay. He's ready to get out. Oh yeah, uh -huh. he's ready to go. Yeah. And so you, you see your cat bust open the door. Yeah. The cat busted in and the dog left. Yeah. Yeah. The self-sabotage is real. It is real. Yeah. So, but, but again, so, so doing that, that work on the new moon in Virgo is going to be amazing. Cause remember we talked about, we talked about Virgo and we talked about the, the 10th house. So here it is showing up. So that will be the perfect time to put that to rest. All right. All right. And then the next one is Ray. Oh, I didn't even read Mamba, Mama Lambo. Okay. You are holding yourself apart from your blessings. What ancient pain are you trying to stuff down, numb, ignore, or avoid? We already talked about that. So that's it. That's it. You yeah. Now, there is an affirmation. I have compassion for myself. Ooh. And it says. Oh, come on. Why are you going to hit me with that? Listen, it says stop terrorizing yourself with broken promises of discipline. Instead, Choose devotion to your chosen pathway. What inspired action can you take today? All right. So it's like mm. stop bullying yourself. Stop stop doing all those things. Mm. Yeah. Terrorizing. Did you say terrorizing myself? Listen, it says stop terrorizing yourself with broken promises of discipline. And isn't it funny? I heard consistency. Wow. All right, all right, mm -hmm. all right. But it says instead choose devotion. Choose devotion to your ch to your chosen pathway. So the the funny part of all of this, which I'm sure will not be any surprise to you at all, is I'm trying to organize my landscape in the front yard, my little okay. garden. It's okay. down to nothing right now because I'm re-putting things up. And I was asking for spirit with help with what kind of flowers to put up, what kind of flowers and bushes. And I kept hearing the word D and I thought it meant dignity for um, the, the, the flowers. I thought it was, was dahlias. Dahlias symbolize dignity. Mm -hmm. And now I'm hearing, Oh wait, what flower or bush or plant can I put in my front yard? That means devotion. I was hearing the wrong D. I love that. I love that. Oh, and I'm doing something new, so I have to I have to take those out too. I'm so glad you said that about the letters because one of the things I've started using is the letters in my in my divination practice. So I'll make sure to take those out too. So then we have Medusa, which we love. We love Medusa. We love Medusa. Yes. So she is, oh, and then, oh my God, it's so funny you asked about flowers because Mamba Lambo resonates to the element of bush, which of course is earth. All right. 
And then we've got Medusa. So it's all, it's where I'm, I'm hearing it right. Okay. Yes. And then Medusa is fire. And here we are in Leo season. And this is card number 23, which we would bring down to five, which is freedom. Freedom. In numerology. Okay. Okay. So it says Medusa is feared as an ugly, vicious monster bitch. The truth, the Libyan Berber dark goddess of wisdom's rage is sacred, epic, and fully justified. Wow. You are pissed off and petrified, angry and shaking, but underneath that you are hurt. Feeling undervalued is overwhelming. You can't stay silent anymore. Let your joys, hopes, and beauty rage on. Take a breath, close your eyes, put both hands over your lower abdomen, tune into the part of you that feels out of control, flood it with loving, healing, golden light. Now put both hands over your heart and do the same. You have a right to your full emotions, including anger. Oh my God, didn't we talk about the angry tears? We did. We did. Sacred rage inspires us to run for office lead protests, and shift policies. But unhealthy rage can devour your soul. Get clear on what is really happening. And it says, the declaration is, I have a right to feel my feelings. We were just, weren't we just saying that? Yes. And I feel like we ask about, you asked a specific thing, but I also mentioned the collective. And this Medusa energy and the story of Medusa, you know, she was so beautiful and she actually was a victim of sexual assault. And then she turned into this, you know, this, this creature punisher. When we so think you know that I'm a, you know that I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. Ah, same here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's happening to the divine feminine across the world. And that's why it pisses me so much about positivity, abortion, birth Mm -hmm. control, Mm -hmm. all of these things that are, let's put Mm -hmm. you back in a closet. Yes. We're not having it. We're not having it. Sacred rage. Sacred rage. We have a right to all of our feelings. We have a right to all of our feelings. So I'm also really drawn to this card here this 12th house card, it says spirituality, transcendence, karma, sacred, what is that? Oh, sacrificial service. And the 12th house is ruled by Pisces. And so this is a house of vision, but it can also be, you know, the house of illusion and the house of self undoing. So, oh, yes. but I feel like that's not that's not the message here. The message here is transcendence. transcendence. It's like overcoming this self-sabotage, channeling this sacred rage. And this 12th house was in the upright. And so it's like leading you to spirituality, transcendence, and karma. I feel like this is, yeah. See, then we got Chiron right here. And it says hurt Ooh. and heal. Yeah. So it's like all of these things are fueling your work, these things are coming through you, as you said, so that you can help other people direct it. Yeah, yeah. Showing people the way to direct it. Mm, mm, mm. 
Spirit, what else do we have? We're looking at the birds now. We're seeing what the birds have to say. Oh, I love it. You got the peacock. So, I don't know. You may have some peacock feathers already around. If you don't, you might want to get one. Oh, I might want to get it's some. all about leadership. Holy smokes. So you've got the peacock, right? And that's perfect for Leo season. It says inherent wisdom is emerging at this time. Watch it and ready yourself for a rebirth. Ooh, so this is a rebirth. And we got this. We already have the serpent, which is rebirth. Which and was the so, rebirth. Yeah. And then we got the peacock for rebirth. And then we yeah. go to the eagle. And so in my practice, the mm. eagle is all about leadership and taking your place as a mm. leader. And it says here, you are learning all aspects of spiritual connection and reaching new heights. And then we have the hawk. And we also know about hawk medicine, right? Pay attention. A powerful message is being communicated to you now. So there you go. And you're always paying attention anyway. I can always pay attention more. And the question I'm hearing is, what are you leading folks to? That's like the guiding question I'm hearing for like the next 12 months. Like anytime okay. you get asked to speak, it's like, what am I guiding people to? What am I, where am I leading them? Where and that I is the question I ask people? myself all the time. Yeah. Where am I leading people? So let's, um, what is this question about where you're leading people to? Okay, so we got three letters here. So we have I. Okay. We have S. All right. And we have, wow, I again, double I. Okay. All right. So now we're going to ask Spirit, now, yes, for clarification. Dag, it's almost like ISIS. It, stop it. You know that's it's where my books, my book signing is, is it Goddess Isis Buscular. And this is my ISIS deck right here. Stop it. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. They want to be read. Where are you leading people to? So we have Bloodwood and it says betrayal. So, and then we have mm. Lilith and power. So you're oh, leading. Oh, Lilith. We love Lilith. We love Lilith. So you're leading people as far as this letter I. You know, this can be um, indiscretion when we think about abuse and things like that. Yeah. Um, what else is Indignant. What? Uh-huh. Did you close them? No. Why? You were down there? Okay. Can you close my door? I'll get them. Okay. So we have that I. Yes. I'm feeling Isis. And then we have this S. 
sensuality, sexuality, super. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Let's see what this S stands for. Spirit, what does this S stand for in this reading? What is this S of this question about where, oh my God, wow. Where are we leading people? We got duck, navigate. Navigate, okay. Navigate. Navigate. We got salmon. We got salmon. And we got, okay. we got salmon. Wisdom. And we got the dough for caution. So it's like navigating people carefully to their own wisdom. Mm -hmm. This is where they're, this is where you're leading people to. And then the I. What's this I? Where's this I? What does this I stand for? Yes, another goddess. So, so far we have Lilith and we have... What is this other eye, please? What is this other eye with this question about leading people? Whoa, that's loud. Away from their doubt. Away from their doubt. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Away ma from their doubt. Away from their doubt to their inner wisdom. Cautiously, they're saying. Just remembering. Yes. Because people are shaky. So not getting impatient with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's right along the line of how my dad was. He was just so care, careful and patient and quiet. Oh, that's right. And you did say that that gentleness. Oh, yeah. He has that gentleness. So then, lastly, let's see, one, two, three, four. Wow. Five, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, good. So we're going to look at months of the year. So whatever yeah. that question was you had, um, let's see what the timing is. Spirit, what is the timing that you have for whatever that question was? What's the timing? Oh, you fell. I tried to put you back and you fell again. All right. November. November. And hey. there's another year. There's a secondary. There's a secondary date. So I don't know if you're beginning something or what, but November yeah. is very yeah. important. And then... We have September. I thought I saw September too. September, November. So I don't know if you're doing like a phase one or a phase two or like a yeah. soft launch yeah. in November or like um, bringing partners together or something like that in, in September. And then yeah. you launch in November, like helping people get ready for 2023 or something like that. Mm-hmm. 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 That's what I have. Ooh. I have a lot for my spiritual feeding tonight. Same here. I'm excited. I'm excited. This uh, good. I am so glad. This was worth the wait. This was worth the discussion. This was worth so all good. of that. I thank you so, so much. I so good. Yes. We went literally around the world. See, you told me we were going to go around the world. I told you we was going to go around the you world. You said delete, reject. I told you. We went we around the world. You were right. And to outer space. And to outer space. We went all of that. We did that seven generations before and after. We did all of that. We did. We did. We did. Okay. So where can people find you? So they can find me on www.thathoodoolady.com. They can also find me on Instagram at thathoodoolady. 
You can find me on TikTok to walk through the forest with me, do some devotion with trees, some prayer work that I do. That's what I dedicate my um, TikTok to. I will be in Denver, Colorado, August 23rd at Goddess Isis Bookstore doing hoodoo readings and my book signing at Goddess Isis Bookstores on South Broadway. I will be at the Northwest Tarot Symposium from October 7th through the 9th here in Portland. Um, and if you have any other bookstore that you know needs, wants the book and wants me there for book signing, let me know. I will do my best to make sure I'm there. Thank you. And will you tell us the title of the books one more time? Absolutely. The first book is The Hoodoo Guide to the Bible, mm -hmm. Advice from a Real Hoodoo Worker. And that's available on Amazon, every other bookstore you want to get it through. I even got mine at Powell's. Um, and then there's Hoodoo for Everyone, Modern Approaches to Magic, Conjure, Root Work, and Liberation. And that one you can go to my website, or you can go to Penguin or Random House Books and order that one. It's ready for pre-order, and it is out on August 23rd. Amazing. And if you want to listen to the book, then you can do that on all of the channels that you buy your audio books from. Um, we're trying to make sure the publisher's making sure that it will be out as close to, Octo as as close to August 22nd as possible. They're in contract negotiations um, with Audible for all of their authors. So we're trying to get that out as soon as possible. But in the meantime, you can get it from all your other audiobook. Um, and I, I did record it myself. Okay. So it is my voice. It was not another actor. <laughs> all right. And I just know that our listeners are have been blessed this evening. For this extended conversation with that hoodoo lady. I think we've been on for like 90 minutes or so. We love it. And I am Zoe Flowers and I will talk to you soon. Bye.